Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. My name is Simi, and I just sipped some tea on Tea with Tay. Like, share, and subscribe. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Tea with Tea Pod. It's been a minute. I'm excited to be back. This is the only podcast that brings you tea as it is hot. And speaking about tea, this episode is proudly sponsored by my faves, Lipton. Now today my guest is someone who I would describe as having one of the most distinctive voices of my generation. She's a brilliant singer, songwriter, and producer. Her name is Simisola Ogunleye. It's a round of applause for my guest. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So good to have you today on my couch. Thank I'm you. I'm a huge so fan. Like, thank you. Before you got here, I was listening to some of your songs and I'm like, yeah. Which I'm one's fine. your favorite? I have too many faves, but um, Teeth is one of the most iconic songs oh. I think that you've ever really done. I mean, you've done amazing songs, but Teeth is really special. It was, it was part of my Unilag routine to listen to it every other time. Oh. Yeah. That's sweet. So I'm excited to have you on my couch. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Um, so, I mean, we know you on social media. We know you, I mean, from the blogs and everything. You seem very vocal, so it feels like we know you, but I don't think we really know you, right? So, who would you say Simisola Ogunleye is? Um, I mean, I feel like people actually do know, like, 
the bulk of whatever it is I'm willing to put out there. You know, I'm a singer. I love to sing. I'm uh, I'm actually a graduate of mass communication from Covenant University. Yeah. I am. Um, <clears throat> I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a friend. You know, I'm very playful. I'm childish. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but I'm also very. Um, I'm very. I'm assertive because, you know, I don't like people to be confused about what it is that I want or stand for. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm vibes. <laughs> <laughs> vibes. I like how you say assertive because I feel like every time I see your tweets, I feel like Simi will grieve for any, but like, <laughs> like if you come to Simi with something that's not Simi, she could clear you. So I, I feel like you've always reiterated that in your tweets and the things that you say. And I yeah. respect that. I mean, and I like to think that I'm consistent with that because even when I was, before I was mm. in the limelight, I was that way. So mm. it's not a front. I know, I know. I'm, 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 I want to imagine that, you know, that has always been there from childhood and I can imagine your upbringing and what informed that. Yeah. So let's talk mm. about you growing up and uh, what was it like growing up for you? Um, I'm the last born. I mean, of my mom. Anyway, mm. I'm the last born and I'm the only girl. Right. I, um, I was all, I've, I mean, I've always been very, you know, outspoken, even as a kid. Um, I think I've always been very self-aware as well. And, you know, I grew up in a home where my parents supported when I was pretty young, when I was nine. But, you know, there was love at home. <laughs> my mom was, you know, sweet. She let me explore however I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, because imagine me saying I want to be an artist. After they've spent money, they saying to go to private university. <laughs> you want to go and sing where? Sing what? You know, but like, she was supportive of me as long as I was willing to do the work, you know, right. and that really, you know, also was a great example for me to yeah. be as a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I had three, three elder brothers, so I was a tomboy. I'm still a bit of a tomboy yeah. here and there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a nice childhood, mm-hmm. you know. Everything can be better, <laughs> but it was good. Yeah, but um, I also want to talk more about the dynamic between you and your mom because I've seen videos of both of you. It feels yeah. like both of you are the only ones in the world. Like, you guys <laughs> have a great time with each other. And yeah. I, I think you also have some personality that is her. Yeah. So please talk, talk to me about that relationship. Uh, my mom is one of my closest friends. You right. know, I love to confide in her. If I'm going through something good, bad, she's one of the first few people I tell. You know, because she's a safe space for me. And my mom is very playful as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was always a mommy's girl. And that's why when I hear daddy's girls tell, I'm like, I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> I was always a mommy's girl. Mm-hmm. And um, she, she just, you know, she was a great mom to me. And um, I like to, like, I like, as she's been a safe space for me. I like for her to always know that I'm, a, I'm here to be a safe space for her as well. You know, and I think as we grow older, um, you know how we have the roles of like our parents parenting us and guiding mm-hmm. us. You know, as we go and learn and kind of expand our own mindsets and knowledge as well, mm-hmm. we start to teach them. And she's, you know, she's very teachable and she's kind and she's just, you know, she's the best. Love it. So looking at you now and the kind of personality that you have, I'm trying to imagine the kind of girl that you were in like secondary school and primary school. Yeah. Were you like 
you used to get into trouble because right now you get into trouble for the <laughs> things that you say. So can you imagine who you were back then? Like, what was secondary yeah. school like for your primary school? I mean, I, my name is to make noisemakers. <laughs> of course. So if they say they should write them, I'll just tell them, just write my name down. down. <laughs> because if I want to talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, I mean, everybody would like, everybody notice that, you know, I was very talkative, but I was also very friendly. So people, mm-hmm. is that like you liked me or you didn't like me? And most people that didn't like me was because I'm the kind of person that will fight for the underdog. You know, I'd like both teacher, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was, you know, I was very jovial, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I, I, but I was also like, I don't know how I would explain it. I was, I was vocal and I was, I would speak up for people and for myself, you know, but I also didn't, like, I don't like bullies, you know, so I just, it's just if I have something to say, I'll just say it. Basically, that's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Like, regardless of who it is, you know, I try to be respectful. Mm. But the moment you stop deserving my respect, I take mm. it back. But you know, you know, kids like that, you know, it's either there's so much love at home or they've been taught properly. Because growing up, they would tell you, don't speak to your elders like that. Don't don't yeah. talk back at your elders. But there, there were a certain sect of children, especially when I was growing up, that, you know, we couldn't understand why the confidence was there. Because <laughs> me, I could not talk to them. I couldn't even look my elders in the face. Now that I'm older, yeah. I'm much better. But there's some... It's either there's so much love at home or you just picked it up from somewhere. But yeah. considering the fact that your parents were not separated at some point, like where did that come from? Or has it always been a semi thing or it was from the love or the care that you had at home? I think the um the majority of that came from my personality. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there was love at home, but you know, I'm a Yoruba girl. Yes. <laughs> so no, they will still tell you that ah, Sheikh Ben, you are talking to right? That's mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but instead of shutting up, be like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, and if I notice something, I say something, my mom says, you are rude. I said, I'm not rude. I'm just honest, you know? And that really was it because I'm not trying to disrespect you. I have nothing. Like, I don't have anything to gain. Yeah. But like, you know, as with many Nigerians, many people don't know how to handle honesty. Why, didn't you, why didn't you try to change? Like, you know how they would say something over time and over time and you just like, see me as you calm down. <laughs> I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stubborn lady, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's one of the best things about me, but it can also be one of the worst things, you know, because like, um, it's helped me come to the point that I am in my life, not just mm-hmm. as an artist, just as a human being, right. you know, just always knowing to always pick up for myself. But, you know, sometimes you do have to back down, you know, and learning that balance sometimes can be hard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about music. When did music start for you? When... Oof. When did you get the light bulb like moment yeah. like blessing a musician I could be? Yeah, that's a good question because I think I do have a moment. When I was um eight years old, we did this special number in church. Mm, always in, a special <laughs> number. Children's church. So there was a song that we did. You know, I already asked that who wants to sing the song, the verse. So I was like, oh. And I remember that everybody in my class was like, ah, see me, see me. I was like, ah, my voice is good. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you're already <laughs> giving them some vocals before. Apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um I um I remember I did the song in church that mm-hmm. children's children's day. Yeah. I did the song in church and everybody was like What song was it? God has a plan for my life. Mm-hmm. You don't know it. Anyway. <laughs> um we I did the song and everybody was like so hyped, the celebration, the applause. <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, and I remember how that made me feel. Yeah. And in school as well, you know, I had, you know, people that would 
like Usmi has a sweet voice. And so I knew that I loved to sing. And I remember that I loved writing. I used to write like books and write songs, you know, even as a kid. So I just naturally gravitated towards that because I didn't grow up with like music or anything oh. like that. Yeah. So like the decision to go into music was there, right? But then since you didn't have that background, like it meant mm-hmm. that you have to do extra exactly. to get that done. Yeah. And also, there's also the parts of your mother and your father. Like, I sent you to school, not so that I'm doing Exactly. Funny thing is, my mom wasn't really, I sent you to school, most it was more like, I mean, it's not something, it's not an industry she was familiar with. And right. it was not as thriving as it is right now. Right. So, it was up to me to prove to her that it was something worth doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I had to put that work in. And I used to say, before I had to fight for music, I never really had to fight for much. I didn't have to fight for good grades or for friends or for to eat or anything. Mm-hmm. But music was the one thing I had to fight for because I had to prove that, you know, I can do this and yes. I want to do this. I don't want to, I've never like done any job. I've never done like a nine to five or anything. I was like, this, that's why I say I'm stubborn. <laughs> if I really want to do something, I put mm-hmm. my back into it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Speaking about being stubborn and going to Covenant University, I just tell me about that dynamic because you went to Covenant. Yes. And it's not for stubborn people. It's for people <laughs> who follow rules and regulation. I was stubborn, but I was a good girl. Yes. I was not a rebel. I didn't have any inclination. I didn't want to sneak out and go anywhere. Oh. I mean, I didn't think outside deserved me. <laughs> to me, please. <laughs> no, I was like, I was just, I, I just, you know, I did like, I was a good girl because I, like, I chose to yeah. be that. You know, my mom was working because my mom was a single mom. So right. she was working. So it was like she was at home all the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas because they did not allow me to go out, that's why I didn't go. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, I like, oh, and I was in, the thing I, that took most of my time was music because I was in this music group as a teenager. So right. I would go for rehearsal. The worst thing I would do is come back from rehearsal late. You know, so I was stubborn, but I was a good girl. So like, there was not a, like a lot of, voila. Yeah. There was not a lot of fights. I feel like the Southerners came from self-awareness. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, but tell me about Covenant. Oof. Can I just say no comments? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. You will not drag me. <laughs> I mean, one thing I would say is that Covenant definitely um, was a big part of, some, you know, of the things that formed my, some of my ideals, I guess. You know, because I got in school when I was 16. But, um, I mean, there were definitely things I didn't agree with, mm-hmm. you know, that I wasn't comfortable with, even as I was a good girl. But the things I'm like, you know, but like there was also a culture that I was kind of great for the students, you know, it's very familiar. Everyone was, you know, identify, oh, I'm a CU girl, I'm a CU boy. And, you know, they were very supportive mm-hmm. of like the things that we were doing. And a lot of my career initially because I started with gospel music right yeah so a lot of that I got a lot of support from the students they were so sweet like mm-hmm. my first album a lot of people like don't even know that was when I sang Arai for example but <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it was really big and a lot mm-hmm. of that came from Covenant University so like I have great stories and I have not so great stories mm-hmm. but yeah I wouldn't change it I guess so you s- Arali was in, you sang it in Covenant when you're still in school. Yeah, I was just about to graduate. Yeah. But were you going to do, were you planning to do gospel music or it was just yeah. a thing where you were going to do gospel music? Yeah, I mean, I started out that way and I was not on that duress. Were you like a spiritual cool nope. in school? I didn't even used to listen to gospel music. So why you can't sing gospel music? I just, those are the only songs I could write. 
Actually, I used to try and write love songs, but I couldn't. Like, they wouldn't come to me. I used to write only gospel songs, and that's what I wrote. So, and then the moment that changed, I started to... So was it a thing where, you know, semi-so-spirit-filled, Jesus has given us some lyrics? <laughs> no, I was, I've always been, like, a Christian Jesus girl, you know? But, like, not, like... I was not a... They didn't force me into right, that, you know? Right. I, for me, like, my, my relationship with God has been always been very organic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about... Um, doctrines or like following the script or anything yeah. you know but so it was that's I did it because that's how my spirit felt in the time and when I changed same so so, so you know what's interesting I like I would tell people that oh I'm such a big Simi fan I, I know her from Tiff right yeah. but the real Lagos people because I, I, I didn't grow here oh, okay. we always say Arayle I'm like which one is Arayle <laughs> it felt like that song actually got a lot of numbers and oh, people oh yeah it was really big how big was it it was very big, but the song was big, but not me, I was not big. Okay. I mean, this story I used to tell, I used to take bike. <laughs> you get. Wow. I used to go kara, mm-hmm. so go for shoes, we come here for shoes, you know, in churches. To perform to that song. I'll take bike. It's my manager at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and at the end, they'll give you an array of 5K. Oh, or 10K. But, you know, like, I was just happy that, you know, I wanted to do music and people are actually listening mm-hmm. to me and, I mean, that was a great thing, you know, so. Okay. Let's talk about Teeth, my my favorite song. Like, that's the song that I think really blew. Yes, that was my bra- first song when I got signed. Did somebody really steal your heart or it was just you being an artist? So. It was just me being an artist. I mean, so, I mean, art has been stolen. I've mm. gone through things in life, mm. you know, but like that particular song was just... um. I love love. I write a lot of sad songs, but I don't. It's not like I have little sad stories, but I write a lot of sad songs, and I love love. I'm obsessed with like, you know, the idea of falling in love and mm-hmm. being in love, and you know. So, I think um, songs like that come to me pretty naturally. So, Tiff was like the official song that brought into in, into the industry. Yes. What happened after Tiff? Like, you know, when <clears throat> you get a big song, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that you start getting all the bag and everything, yeah. Tell me about your trajectory after that. Yeah, after, because I, um, I released it after I got signed to Extreme Music in right. 2014, right. I think. And um, after Tiff, you know, a lot of people were paying attention. Like, who's mm-hmm. this girl? You know, we like the song, we like the voice. And I think it was after that we put out Jam Question. Yeah. Put out Jam Question and then Files did a, um, the feature mm-hmm. with me. Um, on damn question and then the next phase of my life was very foul centered right. so we're doing soldier we did chemistry mm-hmm. you know that time I was still dropping my singles so, no, because I okay yeah, we did chemistry and I was supposed to drop my album before we, we I did the EP with Files mm-hmm. but we're like oh there's a momentum here let's follow this and then I can drop my album the year after right. and that you know that really that really helped that was a good, great decision mm-hmm. um and after that phase, you know, I dropped my album, which did really amazing. And, you know, I think me, I just follow, I follow my, the energy, I follow mm-hmm. the vibes. And, and your song was very, is very unique. I, I don't think you also ha- you. felt any pressure to want to change the sound or you just kept no. adding me. Yeah. I mean, I've experimented, but like, the thing with me is like, everything I do is very... I like to be true to myself, you know, mm-hmm. even if I try something, even though I might not really be sure, but like, if I feel like I need to try something, I will, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, because I've 
I I've always been a I've always been a firm believer that the art belongs to the artist. Right. I think artists should do what they feel like what what what's is whatever is inspiring yeah. them or like, you know, whatever's in your brains. I think that that's what needs to come out. But like for me, music, I'm doing music. I'm not really an industry girl. I don't really know anybody. I don't really mm-hmm. no for real. I don't I'm not like a a glammy type of person. Yeah. But like that's not my it's more about the music nature. for you. I yeah. I'm honestly 99.99% of the reason I'm doing music is because I'm obsessed with music. The process, the writing, the melody, just mm-hmm. putting something together and like seeing how people feel about that, you know. And I like to be true to that because at the end of the day, if you're trying to panda and cater to everybody else and what mm-hmm. they want, when you go home at night, you have to deal with that. Do you know what I find very interesting and also because I'm in this space, yeah. right? And sometimes, you know, we're very, I'm swayed. I would say that, you know, after a while when people start talking about you, you want to sway and want to, yeah. you are so centered, like you're so dogged that nothing can move to me. Like you're so grounded. Like even when you get into hospital, right? You still come back and reply them and say, hey, yeah, we're <laughs> that's literally the energy you're on. Yeah. That's, that's why I say like, first of all, I'm serving myself, you know? Because no matter, see, let me explain something to you. No matter what your opinion you have, regardless Mm -hmm. of how popular it might seem, Mm -hmm. there's somebody out there that will disagree. Right. There's somebody out there that will judge it. There's somebody out there that will criticize it. Mm -hmm. It's not possible for you to have an opinion that everybody agrees with. And knowing that, I don't try to please anybody. You know, like, I think that the priority is to be kind and to be good and to make as many good choices as possible and make sure you're not harming anyone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people that like it, like it. People that don't, they wait for the next thing. And that's, I mean, that's just the way I am because like, I cannot be losing sleep because somebody did not like. So you go to bed at night? I'm cool. I'm good. And I know the people that don't like me or that don't like that. And that's fine because I don't like everybody. Nobody likes everybody and there's nobody that everybody likes. So like, I think a lot of people are unhappy because they're, they're waiting to get to a point where everyone approves mm. of them or approves of their lifestyle or approves of, you know, and then they're so sad. No, and it's like, bruh. <laughs> Speaking of not being an industry person, right? I feel like you have your own circle. Like every time I say a video come out, it's like you and your guys day. Yeah. I don't see you with like other celebrities trying to chat and just chill like even the people that walked in here like I've not seen them before <laughs> so I was like she has it. so I feel like that circle keeps you grounded like they yes. keep you together yeah. is that intentional oh extremely I'm all my friends are friends people that I've I don't know for a long time or people mm-hmm. that I met while like just being my most organic self mm-hmm. you know because um, I mean, as much as I say I'm not an industry person, I get along with like a lot of people. Yeah. Like if I'm out working or we're out like at events, I get along with like a lot of people. I have no problems. It's just, I'm very protective of my personal space mm-hmm. and my energy. And if I'm going to hang out, I like to hang out with people that I feel safe with. That I know right. that even if I'm the, like I'm my basest or my most vulnerable self, mm-hmm. I'm not worried that they're going to take advantage of me or manipulate that or anything. And, you know, you can't really tell that about anybody until you spend as much time. You've been vulnerable with them in the first place. Mm. So um, that's something I'm very mindful of. And it works for me. It's always worked for me. I'm learning that as well. 
no new friends like that. But they can be new acquaintances. Yeah, but I feel like for someone like you, you would take time, dissect them, look at them like, hmm. Yes. I choose my friends. Hmm. I mean, even if they choose me, I have to choose them back. That's amazing. Yeah. And I hope that they chose me too. I'm sure they. I'm sure they. 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 Cho- they have chosen you. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Simisola album. I feel like that album is one of the best things to ever come out of Nigeria. Every single song is a hit. Every single song has a story. Thank you. What inspired that entire album? Um, I feel like every artist, every true artist, mus- musician, artist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their first album is their truest work. Because somebody told me something. Somebody said something to me that was really profound. Said you spend all your life working on your first album, because like that's the first major thing people like hear from you. Yeah. You know, and that's how I feel about that album because I had, like, when I did that album, I didn't do it as a famous person. Like nobody really knew who I was. I think you were already famous. No, when I was working on it, when it came out, yes, eventually. But when I was working on it. That's yes now. You think that people are dropping album with the releasing album? Please tell me, I don't know that it's really work. <laughs> I mean, maybe some people, I'm not saying it's not possible. I mean, like, for right. example, like the last three songs, Jeremy, Complete Me, and Oambe. Mm-hmm. I wrote them. Those were the last three songs. It was like two songs, two, two months before that, the album came out. But like, mm-hmm. just even the general energy of the album, you mm-hmm. know, working on the album, getting it together, it's like, it work, this is the first thing. This is the first body of work people are going to hear. And they're going to say, oh, okay, so this is what you're capable of, you know? And so I don't think it's just the song. It's not, I don't think it's just the songs on it or the beats. I think it's the spirit behind, you know, your first... I mean, I have a gospel album, but I mean, like, mainstream. Um, Yes, I do. <laughs> With the I Right Layers, it was an album, yeah. Oh! Yes. <laughs> How many songs? <laughs> yeah, it's a good album. Yes, there was. Jesus. But, um, seems so that it's like, I think it's the energy. And I think mm. a lot of people can't, when you listen to like your favorite artist's first mm-hmm. album, a lot of people feel the same way. It's like that's when you first connected with that artist. Like that's, and so it means more to you. So I think people always assume it's not like, I'm like, you can't replicate that energy. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's more than the song. It's, oh, now I'm getting to really know you. Mm-hmm. You see, when you've known somebody, when you first fall in love versus like five years later, 10 years later, it's, it's different. It's so in the beginning, it's, that's where the rush comes mm-hmm. from. Like, wow. You know, but later you've known them, so it's like, now you have to keep doing more to show that, okay, I'm more than my yeah. first, our first meeting. Mm. Speaking about love, I feel like you're such a lover girl. <laughs> like I you're such love. a lover girl. <laughs> Let's talk about love. <laughs> Let's talk about Mr. Dekunle. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back to the very beginning. Yeah. How it happened, <clears throat> where it happened. I've heard some just about it, but like, I just yeah. need you to give me the full. I mean, I don't know how much I can give you, but I'll give you some. Wait, first, me don't wait. <laughs> On this podcast, we share tea. It's called Tea with Tea. <laughs> On this podcast, we're, we're vulnerable. The Holy Spirit is there, so we're not going to use your content for anything that would be. <laughs> but I, I also want to know, because, you know, I've been in this space, I, I really respect the fact that you have kept this relationship even up until marriage. And it's it's so pure. When we see it, I'm just like, hey, God, what's I go ever do to get this kind of love? Because streets, we're everywhere. We're all over the place. How is it that, you know, even being who you are, you were able to say, you know what, I choose this person. I'm going to be with this person. And no matter what. And you guys make a fantastic, like, 
not like call it, would I say collaboration? No? Like you guys are a good pair, Thank right? You. But to be that, I feel like it requires a lot of work. There's just so much that goes into that kind of love. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what I should say. Which, what should I say? Start first? from the beginning, from then beginning. take me to, this, to the present. Um, actually, when I first met my husband, he was not even, I didn't know he was singing. Because <laughs> me, I already said I cannot marry a singer. <laughs> I didn't know he was singing. He was he used to do. I mean, King of Photoshop. He used to do all those graphics um, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, he was also like working at different companies. You mm-hmm. know, so I just met you know this nice Yoruba boy mm-hmm. that seemed kind. I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> um, and then you know, I realized that you know, I knew he liked music, but like I realized that he it was a serious thing for him. So you never heard him sing until then. No, I think it was even a fan. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he sent me a message on Facebook, but I never saw it. I still haven't replied. So I can tell Sleep. my... So I can tell my... Can you tell my kid and say... I left him on red. Which I did. <laughs> but um, he... um, He... I, I, I mean, there was this period I was... Because I'd always been like in a relationship until then. I was like, no, you know what? I'm not dating. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. This guy I, I love, I get low. <laughs> I was, I'd always been in a relationship and they were usually long term. You know, so I was like, you know what? I just want to take a period and just not date, you know? And mm-hmm. then I was really going ham, like on, I'd be in my, my like music, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was going out to like, going to the studios. Like, I don't want anybody to be asking me, where are you? What I, like, I didn't have the energy. To be responsible to anybody. Yeah. Anymore. You know, but I, I'd met him around that time and uh, we became friends. I was like, oh yeah. I mean, I'm not dating, but like, I don't mind making new friends, you know? And, you know, we used to hang out. I used to hang out with his friends as well. And, you know, that was, like, really good. There was um, great chemistry. And it was just really sweet. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, I never used to be, like, a, I wasn't impulsive about relationships. Like, even if I see you and <laughs> my world is spinning, I can't think straight. I'm not going to date you just because of that. Really? Yes. I, it has to make sense. It has to, have to you have to be good for me. You know, so um, I, I sensed that he was somebody that would be good for me. How? And, yeah. Why? Just, you know, by the way he would interact with me and how he was. I'm very, like I said, like I choose the people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm a very intentional person. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe in like those lessons happening to you and then complaining. It's about, oh, you know, so like, I, I'm, it's like I haven't made mistakes or I haven't made right. bad choices. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. like, I try to be as intentional as possible. And, you know, the way he was with me, he was funny and he was sweet and he was kind. And he was, you know, he was a hard worker. And he was, one of my favorite things about him is like, he's so passionate. He's a hustler. Me, but I had money. So <laughs> I didn't have to hustle for much. Yeah. But like, you know, he came from a different background. I could see he was a hustler. He believed in himself and everything that he believed he like did. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when he was doing music, when, you know, he started to do, I was like, you have a really nice voice. And then, you know, it helped out that I am. And I was like, I think that your voice will thrive doing, you know, this kind of songs. I remember when he was doing Shadi. Right. You know, and you know, I was um I was like, Oh, I think that, you know, how about you decide to record and mix his stuff at the time? Yeah, because I've been doing it for myself already. So was, because you're his girlfriend, you loved him. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I believed in him. Yes, so because it's one thing yeah. for you to actually believe in him. It's one thing for you to just be a girlfriend that you know what? It's your music. Let's just help you. Exactly. Right. Yes. You know, I believed in him. And I think that 
for, and I think it was mostly because of how much he believed in himself as well. Yeah. You know, because you might have a dream and you're not doing anything about it. No, yeah. I'm not going to waste my time mm-hmm. on that, you know, but like he was very resilient and, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he has a beautiful voice, you know, and I respected that. I respected his talent. And, you know, we were dating. We both of us were together almost one year before we even blew. Yeah. I'm like, at least half a year. Before we got signed, because we mm-hmm. got signed and same I think he got signed to YBNL, mm-hmm. and I got signed to Extreme. Mm-hmm. So we already had like a foundation and like history and like nice friendship that had nothing to do with fame or had nothing to do with like you know just outside mm-hmm. people. So when you know our breaks came, we you know talked about it and like I'm a lover girl. I'm very PDA. Well, I used to be. <laughs> very PDA mm-hmm. and he's more quiet and private you know mm-hmm. but like we had a, like our little nice little balance you know but um when we blue you know like you know it's probably better if we are more private with our relationship you know I struggled with that a little because I was like I don't know are you trying to hide me <laughs> no 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 you can't hide me mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> if I'm hitting because I choose to hide right I'm kidding not really okay but <laughs> I was like mm, I don't know um, if because that was not like the norm for me, but like mm-hmm. you know, we talked about it, right. and which is also one of my favorite things about him. You know, it's just great communication, and I think just being on the same page and genuinely liking each other, and we're friends, and we're really really good friends. You know, like friends are actually gossip. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> yes, and he's just he's very he's. His mind is so big and he's so teachable as well. It's like, he's just always ready to learn and be better. And, you know, he makes me a better person as well. And just, you know, coming as far as we have. We're actually married five years this year, this month. So cute. Yes. So um, having someone that, I think one of the hardest things sometimes for long-term relationships is continuing to be on the same page. Because people grow. Sometimes people grow out of each other. And it's not malicious, it's just life. You know, mm. so like make doing the work to be on the same page is very underrated, but it's necessary. No, because you know, your love story is so amazing because, you know, one would think that, you know, you know, when you blow, yeah. you're exposed to lots of options. You as a female artist who's popping, him as a male artist. But how do you guys maintain that relationship to the point where nothing even shook it a bit? Like, I know, even at the time when you and Faust were making songs back to back, when we all assumed that yeah. you guys were together, relationship was still on. Yeah. So, like, what, what was it about relationship that made it so, so strong and so formidable that, like, it has lasted? I think this it's because we're like we're both so mindful of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think one person can make a relationship work. Right. It's not possible. If one person is doing all the work, something is failing. Someone is failing. But like because we're so intentional and mindful about each other, even in the time of fouls, there's nothing that I did that I didn't ask him first. I was like, "Are you comfortable?" With was this? he comfortable? Yeah. If only if anything he wasn't comfortable with, I didn't do. Like, I mean, there were things I actually asked. Oh, how about this? And I was like, mm, I don't know, and I wouldn't mm. do it, you know, because like it was not about anybody else. It was about him, right. you know, and vice versa. So knowing that you know he's mindful of me, and that I'm him, knowing that I'm mindful of him, you feel safe in that space, yeah. you know. So. I think that definitely is a is helpful. Oh God, I will let for this kind of love. 
So I mean, I don't know why people say that though because, <laughs> no, because I it's... think is that I think honestly, people are more intentional about the people like sister. Isn't... <laughs> Like, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm intentional, but nothing for me. Are you like, sure you're intentional? I am. I pray about it every day. Like, no, I'm not talking about prayer. I'm trying to see me now. I'm trying, <laughs> because also, there's a part of me that keeps thinking that if imagine see me and Adekule never met before, if they never, if you guys probably mess where you guys had blown, yeah, I don't, do you think the dynamic could have still been the same? Maybe not exactly the same, but like if he's the same man that he is now. Mm-hmm that you know even if I met him after this thing if he's the same man mm-hmm. I think that it will be close yeah because when you blow it's different so yeah that's why I said it won't be more, the exact yeah. same things will definitely be different maybe like when you meet in the beginning you probably have a little you question a few more things ah, you said that it's not because of you yeah. know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um, but like I think that true, someone's true character definitely will always pop out because whether or not you meet before you blew, there are people that they meet before they blew. By the time they blew, they become like the worst versions yeah. of themselves and the relationship still doesn't work. So I don't think it's about like, oh, because you met. Because that's undermining the work, the work that you're actually putting, mm-hmm. making your relationship work every day. Thank you for seeing that worst version of yourself because this blowing <laughs> will expose you to who you really are. Yeah. And you, you realize that, you know, you want to explore more, you want to have yeah. more options. What's that never a conversation? Like, you know, when, I'm not saying that that happened. I'm just yeah. saying that was there ever a time where you guys had more options than you ever thought of, like? I mean, even poor man has options. Yeah. You don't think poor people cheat? They do. Everybody has options. I mean, I think obviously it's more glaring where you're in the limelight. Maybe you have right. more money and whatever. But like, that's why I see your true character will always shoot. Oh. So like, the fact that you have more options or you have more money or you have more wealth doesn't mean that suddenly um, your, your brain as no now vacated. So if you bring back to the other one, that's that's your choice that you are making. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's not like see, don't I don't even want you to get me wrong. Like, I don't think anyone is infallible. Anybody mm-hmm. is above, you know, making wrong it's, turns. It's mm-hmm. not like we've not like we see a oh, love, a love. It's not like we've not had like hard days yeah. or we've not had like um issues or whatever. But like I think that's why I say when I know that you're mindful of me, I, I personally will not choose to be with someone that I know is not, um, does not care if I'm there or not. You know what I mean? Like, it's, and it's the same energy that I'm putting in there. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not worried about losing me, then why are you in that environment? Like, if you're not picking yourself, if you don't prioritize yourself or give yourself value, no one is going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing. If I have a great man, I don't want to let him go. I don't want to lose him as well. And so you continually do the work to make sure that this person that you say you deserve or that deserves you stays in your space or stays in your life. So it's constant. Every day is choosing the person. And what are you doing to choose the person? Making sure, okay, I want to continually be the kind of person that deserves someone like this. And it goes the same way. So it's work. It's continuous work. That's why 9 to 5, you keep going to work. It's not as if you go there the first day, do the work and mm-hmm. go home and say, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You keep going there because you have to keep manufacturing and mm-hmm. doing and doing and doing and doing. So it's not one day. It's not saying I love you today and tomorrow being, being a, a bitch. Sorry. I don't know if I, I mean, can we say We do that, that here. We can, oh, of course. Yeah. And then tomorrow being a bitch <laughs> or today being like kind and tomorrow being yeah. mean. Yeah. It's continually being, you know, working hard to being, working on at being a like being someone that deserves to be with a good person. Mm. And 
um, in the same vein, like on the days that you might feel, because you will feel sometimes at being that person, on those days, the person loving you enough to know that, okay, this is not because, this is not malicious, this is because you don't love me, it's because oh, this is a hard day for you and you communicate, oh, I'm sorry, this is not how I meant to be, I'm going to try to be better. And then actually trying to be better. Sorry, I'm a talker. I love it. I feel like you just you just opened up now. Before you, you give me, pow, pow, pow. but now we're we're in it, and I love and I love it. Um, let's talk about marriage because it's one thing to be dating and be lovebirds and just be yeah. everywhere, but marriage is now. I am a wife. Yes. What's the difference between being a wife and and the girlfriend? For me, not a lot actually. I think my life changed more as a mom than as a wife. Yeah. Because after I got married, the only thing I really changed was my address. You know. Oh wow. Yeah. So you, like, you guys didn't move in before then. No. Eh? I, no, we didn't. Eh, I didn't. mean, I used to stay in his house now. Once, once, but you had your own house. I had my house. So as the I days you're not feeling this. But I changed it to company. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no. But I had my house. No, just, I didn't, I like, I would go over to his, you yeah. know, we would spend time together. Actually, I'm of the opinion that, you know, maybe I shouldn't share this opinion. Because I, I feel like, because I feel like, um, you know, certain like, Religious people might not agree with me. So I share this duty. Okay. I personally think that people that want to get married should spend time, live together for a little bit before they do that. That's what I think. I mean, my first. (sighs) Because I don't think you really know someone that you're going to marry until you've. Until you cohabit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because the way someone is when they're outside and their best behavior yeah. is different from how they are at night when they're cranky mm. and they haven't eaten. Mm. Or when they wake up in the morning or when they're snoring. <laughs> I feel like when you live with someone like you know, you know, you know all the sides to them yeah. and you really that's when you really know if you can do forever with them. I mean, people have done it, right. obviously. Millions of people have done it without living together. Mm-hmm. I just I just personally think that it's a good idea to try. It doesn't have to be for long, safe. Mm. Just for it, just a little bit, I think. But it's not my fault, so you don't want to do it, that is okay. Fair enough. Let's talk about being a mother. Motherhood. Yeah. I, I, every single mother that I know, my friends who are mothers, they say they no motherhood changes you. Like, you see a part of yourself that you didn't think was there before. Yeah. The love is different. Like, it's one thing to be loved with a man, but to be loved with somebody that you give birth to, like, yeah. it's different. Talk to me about being a mother. Um, I think it's the, I think it's the most important thing I've ever done. Really? Yes. I think it's the most important thing that I still do. Um, it does change you. I remember thinking that the woman I was the day that I gave birth was even the woman I was the day before that day. Yes. It just, I think it just transforms you. It like, I mean, I, I can only speak to my experience because I guess like every every woman, as you would, as you have probably might have heard, you know, has a different experience like with childbirth, with um, with even just the process of being a mom. Some mm-hmm. people have experienced like postpartum depression, different yeah. things. But as to my experience, like it, like I think, like it just turned me inside out. You know, like that's I've never felt that vulnerable. You know, I, like, that's the thing that makes me feel the most vulnerable. She's the one that has the highest pos- capability of breaking my heart. And also, like, building it. And um, I think that having children should not be taken lightly. You know, because these are real people. They're not vibes. Kids are not vibes. 
children are not they're not plaything. That's mm-hmm. another reason why I don't like the concept of having kids so that your child can have someone to play with. Children are not playthings. <laughs> children are not. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a good, mm-hmm, it's not a reason, mm-hmm, but I don't think it's enough. It's deeper than reason, the, yes. Mm-hmm. They're human beings that you're going to let out into the world, they're going to impact other people's lives. And, you know, I take that role very, very seriously. And um, every day, some days are harder than others, and some days are easier. And, you know, I'm just glad to have been given that gift. You know, every time I see Deja, that's her name, right? Yes. I'm like, I think Simi just spat herself <laughs> out. Like, I'm going to give back to myself. Like, it's a reincarnation of, <laughs> of Simi. I feel like she has a lot, a lot of your personality. Oh, she has. You see yourself when you see her. Oh, I see. She looks a lot like me. I mean, she, mm. kids, sometimes kids have these faces, they change. Yeah. So she has periods where she looks like her dad, mm-hmm. you know. But for the most part, she looks like me. She acts like me. She's so feisty. She's so sweet. She's always like, I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy, so much. And she's so, she's very assertive as well. Mm-hmm. No means no. <laughs> she's, she's like, I, I, every time I see her videos, I'm like, this is speaking name. She don't go grief for anybody. You probably have never seen anything. Because I, like, usually when I post her, it's because maybe she's right next to me and she says something mm-hmm. funny. But like, her, her and her, like, just living life, she's she's the best. She's the sweetest. She's really smart. She's, I'm so proud of her. So beautiful. It's <laughs> so beautiful to actually hear you say, say this because like, me, I want to have a child, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, my bad character. I don't know if, <laughs> the, <laughs> if the child comes out and they like me, I'm like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it's so, it's so beautiful. You take it as a karma stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like me and my stubborn hair. Like, imagine if they did the same thing that I did to. Well, I think I was a cool child. Right? I wasn't too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still good. <laughs> was, I'm still good. Okay, let's talk about Duduke. Because Duduke, I mean, I know you had, you sang Duduke before DJ came out. Yes. But it, in, in the song, it just felt like, you know, there was so much love that it was it was a new face for you. Mm-hmm. The song was so deep that even me, I know I never gave a lady before, but it, it felt like I was pregnant with a baby. So every when you hear the Duke, it's like there's so much emotions in the song. Yeah. Let's talk about the Duke. What what I mean, I know what inspired the song, but recording that song and you know, did you even think it was gonna do that well? Like it was, it's I think been a it long was time more, somebody asked me that that question. Yeah, but I think it was a very personal. I don't think you cared about it blowing. I just think yeah. it was a personal song for you. I mean, I'm an artist. Of course, I care about it blowing. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> yes, it was personal. Yeah, it was about you know my like just the process of being mm-hmm. a mom, mm-hmm. carrying the child because yeah. I made it before I you know I give it to her. I came out before I give it to her as yeah. well. And you know, I felt like this was something that. I wanted to give, you know, other moms a, an, like an avenue, a medium to express love, how yeah. they felt, something they can connect with, like yeah. even something personal, you know. And I remember that when I was pregnant, I remember that, I was, you know, I, I just, I wanted like a couple of mom friends just so I could pick their brain, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. this is such a new experience, you know. So I just felt like, oh, this is a feeling that many people cannot sing. For mm-hmm. example, they don't have the same platform I do, but like mm-hmm. it'd be nice for them to have something to connect to as well. Yeah, amazing. Um, do you think that with all the work that you've done, you've, yeah. you get enough flowers for being seen? <laughs> and this is a person. This is very subjective to me. Not because I'm a fan. I just really think that you've done 
so much good work in this space, but do you really think that she gets the flowers that she deserves? No. I mean, but I'm not mad about I'm not mad about it. You're not? No. You should be. Why? To what end? <laughs> I'm, I'm mad on your behalf. I mean, I get it. Like, I understand. I mean, there are a lot of people that don't get their flowers. And there are some people that get too many flowers. More flowers than they deserve. Mm. But I think that that's just life. You know? Like, I'm not hung up on... I don't think it's personal. Right. I don't think I haven't got my flowers because people are intentionally holding my flowers yeah. from me. I mm. think that's... You know, as in life, you get some things and things you don't get. Like, even though I haven't gotten, like, all the accolades I think that I deserve. I have gotten, like, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of accolades. I get a lot of, like, a lot of respect. <laughs> that people that, you know, love my work. I made timeless music. Yes. I'm happy. I'm content. You know? Would I like more? Yeah. And when I get more, I would be grateful. But, like, in the meantime, I'm, I'm glad. I'm not hung up on, like, I'm not hung up on what's. And again, it's, I think it's also because for me, my value does not come from outside. I'm not dependent on someone else's approval to feel like I, I'm who I am. I'm who I am because I am. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not here waiting for, you know, Jide, Yaba, to come and tell me that Simi is the best mm-hmm. for me to believe. I already know exactly, you know, and all I can do is like continue to put the work in, you know, my wins, I'm glad for them. My losses, I count them. I keep it moving. So, me, you're so assertive. I need to start drinking the water that Thank you drink. You. <laughs> because because if, if I was half as assertive as you, half the things that worry me wouldn't worry me at all. <laughs> like, if you're just like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> wow. I mean, I think it's because like, I just feel like, I don't, I don't believe in, even, I always say, even if you want to throw yourself a pity party, do five minutes, ten minutes, and, get up and keep it moving because mm. the things I can't change the things I can't do anything about what's the use in crying about it or like being especially if you're carrying anger and bitterness about it mm-hmm. what's the point the only person that's losing is you because you're there like huh, and things that people you're mad at they're not thinking about you they're really not they're not thinking I really don't think that people are going out of their way to make you miserable I mean there are some demons yeah but like <laughs> Sometimes people just have other things going on or they right. just haven't heard you enough to know that right. they love you or your time hasn't come yet. It's all in my, but it's not personal. So I'm not, I just, I don't like to waste my energy on things that don't serve me. And I think just knowing that I just have a peace in that. That's why anyone that, that's like, even if I go and do a, like a clap back online, it's not because I'm angry. It's because I had time that day. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, if I say I'm not going home, I'm not going to go and think. Can you imagine what this person... No. Yeah. people I see, like, how many, like, say comments or mm-hmm. things, comments or bad feedback I get every day that I don't care about. But it's also in the same vein. Like, that's why I say, if you have a problem with me, tell me to my face. I'm not scared of confrontation. And if, like, someone does something to me that's problematic, I'll call you out. I want to say it, I'm done. I'm not carrying it in my, around in my head. That, can you imagine what Baba just said to me? <laughs> I don't care. Speaking of clapbacks, my queen. <laughs> See me, I style you. Because, you know, when, on Twitter, I'm just like, this girl, no. I can literally go off three days if I see a comment. That, like, I'm always in my feelings. <laughs> it feels like you. I'm just like, you, I will deal with all of you today. Because when I see your Twitter, I'm just like, she, what is this girl in fear? Like, you are really on, you are always on your shit. Like, yeah, I mean, I like that's the thing. Sometimes I would clap back, but majority of the time I actually don't. So you're, you're never at home thinking that ah, this 
what was said about me. No. No. That's what I said. If I see, usually if I, if you see it right back, I saw it and I just typed it that time and I moved on. And I moved on. If something actually really hurts me, I'm more likely not to see anything. If something oh. really hurts my feelings, I'm more likely Most not to see anything. Yeah. I'm just going to, because like bad, bad people thrive off like attention. Mm. Bad energy thrives off of attention. Mm. Even if you think that you're calling them off. The fact that you're saying something, that's the same way narcissists work. Mm-hmm. You know? Whether it's good attention or bad attention, they just want to be noticed. Right. And I know how to starve people of attention, especially people that like, they're trying to get, they're trying to be mean to you or, so it's like, if I clap back, it's because that day, me will need continue. So this would be funny to say, but like, if something really hurts me, I'm most likely not going to, I'm not going to indulge or say anything about it. I'm just going to be like, yeah, whatever. And I, uh, your sense of humor, I don't know. I'm funny, you me, I'm funny, yeah, I'm funny. But I feel like when you see when you see your friends, half the time you guys are catching cruise. Yeah. Because some of the tweets that make it on Twitter, I'm just like, what was she thinking when this thing landed here? What, what's a typical day like you like chilling with your friends? Like, what, what's it um, like for you guys? I saw videos of you and your friends hanging out, jumping yeah. around in the pool. Yeah. These guys have a, a great life. Me, I mean, what are we? I like going to the beach. I, I love going to the beach. I love swimming. Mm-hmm. I love going to the pool. And, you know, when we want to wind down and have a good time, it's either we're like mm-hmm. at the beach or um, we'll go to dinner somewhere. And um, we know because, like I said, I'm always around people that like, I feel safe around. Mm-hmm. So we can we play games. We might get a little tipsy. We'll play games. We'll have fun. And all my friends know each other. That's another thing about me because I don't have that many friends. So the moment you are actually... So it's, it's hard to break into that friendship circle. Like this. Yes. What should I do to get into that circle? I don't know if you can. Do you have to audition? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Applications are closed for you. Oh, wow. No new friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you never finished now. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's, we just we just like to vibe and just, mm-hmm. you know, we hang out. We hang out. We like we do love game nights. Sometimes I just have it at the house. Right. Um we most sometimes we record. Sometimes there's content, sometimes there isn't. But mm. if you see us together, we're having a good time. Mm. Let's let's talk about music and you I think like you're the queen of remixes and collaborations. Like once mm. you put your voice if the male artists had done it before, <laughs> great. But once Simi adds her voice, it's like, just a different touch to it. Like, how do you feel about that, being that girl? Is it, so when, when they come to you, yeah. you already ha- do you already have the sound in your head? Do you already, you, you already figured out already? Like, um, because it always comes out well. Thank you, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, uh, well, so this moment, <laughs> I haven't, I've never charged for a feature. Eh? No, I've not. Yeah. Maybe I'll start spending all my money what just you mean, don't charge after for this interview. So wait, when the song... Like, I've never charged for a feature. Stop. Ever. So for me to do a feature, I have to really like it. I have to like the song. Um, if I really like a song, Jan, if I really like a song, <laughs> give me half a day, I'm done. You know, because it flows more. If I don't like a song, I will most likely say no. It's not personal. I just, I'm not really flowing with this. And that's why, no. Does not do anything to me to like. I can't take a no. I, like that's what I said. People, things are not personal. Sometimes right. it's just what it is. Yeah. If you tell me, just tell me no. Don't drag me along, mm-hmm. and then I'll be chasing you. I don't like chasing people. But like, I'm not. I don't find it hard to say no. But if I really like the song, even when I don't know they know you, or they don't know you, 
you know, I mean, obviously, obviously, it pays if the person has, you know, some kind of platform. For the most part, even the person is like, it's not like really, really big. Mm-hmm. If I really like the song, it's easier for me to jump on it. Like, because like the ideas flow for me easier. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know, I think I'm a great writer. I know that I'm a great writer. I love writing. It's one of, mm-hmm. I, pro- I don't know if I like writing more than I like singing. But I really, really love writing, you know. And it's always so nice to sing how, what kind of sound and what kind of flow will go with, you know, someone else's verse, mm-hmm. you know, that they already have hook. You know, that's part of the experience for me. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoy doing that. Um, and and I, know, I know that I'm that girl, you know, so period. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, what's 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 making music like for you? Are you constantly in the studio trying to do some work? Are you constantly just have do you constantly have a tone in your head like mm, I'm gonna sing this? Yeah. Are you constantly writing or and and the talent of music itself, right? Mm-hmm. It comes naturally to you, obviously, but yeah, it's it's there pressure on you to always constantly work on stuff or whenever it comes to you. You just you just go to the studio and, and make what you have to make. Um, to be fair, there are different there are different stages, there yeah. are different phases. Like, um, I have times when, at times when, I go like a whole month and I don't go in the studio at all. There's no pressure to make any music. Mm-hmm. And I have times when I just feel like my brain is bursting with ideas. It's not even that I have an idea. I just know that if I sit in the studio that day, I'm gonna write a great song. Mm-hmm. I can feel that. So I go in the studio and I let whatever happen. Whatever happens, happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have times when I'm under pressure. I have a deadline. <laughs> and so I have to sit down there. Like, I remember when I wrote Jeremy. I was done with the album. Jeremy was one of the last songs I wrote on the album. And mm-hmm. my producer sent me this piece. I was like, I don't, I'm tired of writing, mm-hmm. you know? And then he sent me the beats. I said, well, I like the beats. The first, I wrote like four or five songs on the beats. I didn't like them. You know, I was like, but I like this beat. Something's going to come. So I left it alone and I went and I came back. And I got the idea. Actually, the funny thing is, the original song was going to be, Dekunle, Dekunle, I want you to love me. Dekunle, baby. Which sounded cute, but I already mm-hmm. had another song on the album that was, um, that take me back to... Mm-hmm. And that, that had Kule so in it as well. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and then nobody knew I was dating him. I said, I'm not be writing this song on one album. I'm saying Kule, Kule, okay, I'm not Kule, shame. I said, so let me find another name. So I was looking for a name that kind of like just bounced off the tongue really mm-hmm. nice and mm-hmm. was like, you know, and that's, I was like, oh, this is, this sound, this sounds really amazing now. So like I said, like there's sometimes I push until I get the song I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wait for it to come naturally. So it depends on what I need. Like for my album now, my album that's coming out this year. Oh, there's an album? Yeah, there's an album. This is the first place I've seen it. No. <sighs> yes. I thought I was getting an exclusive, but yes. okay. Yes, verbally, yes. Okay, you guys, you heard it here first <laughs> on TVT. Oh my God. There's an album coming. And, you know, funny thing is last year I had a different set of songs for a different kind of album. You know, I was like, oh, I've, that's why I said like, I'm not scared of experimenting because sometimes mm-hmm. I'm experimenting to find something, you know, but I changed the entire direction of that album and I have a completely different album now, you know, and I had some songs that I had to, go and fight to write and I had some other songs that like the last song I wrote on the album which is probably the last song right Seth that's the last song yeah we're not changing anything okay mm-hmm. and um, that came to me really easy I wrote it like in less than a day so so everything it depends on how it comes I don't try to force any any whatever I need to be is what I am okay let's talk about this album 
Make it just. So right now, I feel like it's so much pressure on people to bring kids. Is that pressure on you right now? Especially with this album and also the sound of the time now. You know, yeah. there's a lot of bing 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 we are listening to, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and is there is there going to be a piano inside? What kind, what kind of sound should we expect when you when when you sit on the studio? Are you pressured to like make a hit, or is according to how you feel? That you drop the song. Um, I mean, if I'm being honest, I think every correct artist, there's definitely some pressure to make a hit. You, I mean, you don't look like you've ever been pressured. No, about no. Anything. When I say pressure, like you want to make a hit. It's not yes, like you are pressured yes, that ah, yes. I'm scared, but like mm-hmm. you want to make a hit. So you, if even if the pressure is from yourself, there's mm-hmm. pressure to make kind of song that will, you know, be hit. That be a hit. Do you, you know think I mean? that the times that we're in has influenced your sound and this album? Um. I think this times were in influenced the album that I made before that I scrapped. You scrapped it? Oh, yeah, I scrapped it. That one, I told you, I made an album last year that I I said, no, this is nowhere I want to go. Um, a whole body I, of work scrapped? Yes. <laughs> Scary game, my. And sometimes I go back to when I listen, I say, did I make a registration? I did. Wow. Yeah. Um, this album actually is not, I don't think it's about that. I think this album actually kind of reminds me of Sinisala. Yes, like a like a more like a more contemporary version of that. Contemp, yeah, this is contemporary. Yeah. Yes, like a more yes, you know, and like she now knows her way around things. Mm, you know, like she's, she's learned herself. You yeah. know, but like it has like a lot of the energy of Sinisa, and I'm really, 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 really. It's gonna be my longest album ever. I don't like long albums because I think I have really short attention span. <laughs> So, but like this album is really good that I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't take anything out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Who are the people on this album? Give us. A... I don't think I can give you that. I was sitting part of my room. Oh. I don't think I can give that, but I can say that this has um, the highest because my 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 album typically don't have like yeah, a nobody, lot of features. Yeah. Yes, but this has like the highest amount of features I've ever done. Mm. So yeah, you know. Is your husband on this? No, he's not in this one. At least I'm giving you something. Yes. He's not yeah, in this one. I would take that. I mean, it's not like But who knows? Song. I can wake up tomorrow and, and say I want to song. So, <laughs> but as, as of this moment, he's not on the album. You know, I would describe you as a feminist. Is it safe to describe you as a, as yes. a feminist? Yes. With my full chest. Yeah. Because <laughs> is that the question? <laughs> no, but yeah, I, and I want you to elaborate because, you know, some, sometimes people are on the fence about it. Yeah. But with the things that you say and the things that you put out, it's like, this is who I am. Yeah. Fuck all of you. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, not fuck all of you. Mm-hmm. Fuck bad people. Okay, fuck bad okay. people. Okay. Um, for me, feminism, my, as a feminist, my goal is to make sure, to fight for um, women's rights to choose. Mm. Not under duress. Not out of fear. Not... Um, because they think that's what they have to do, but genuinely choose whatever it is they want to do. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom, let it be your choice. If you want to be the most submissive wife in the world, mm-hmm. let it be your choice. If you want to be a slave mama mm-hmm. with 12 nannies, let it be your choice. Mm-hmm. If you want to be um, a boardroom beast, mm-hmm. you know, let it be your choice. Because I feel like that's the only way freedom is genuinely possible. 
you know, and I'm committed to that agenda, you know, I'm, and I'm not one to speak on other people's, like how they practice, you know, their feminism because everybody is, everybody has, I remember someone saying one time that something, that something is angry. I'm like, you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> I mean, I like like, you about anything. <laughs> because some people like, even if I've not gone through some things, some people have, mm-hmm. you know, I have never been physically abused. Some mm-hmm. people have. Yeah. So I don't think it's my place to sit down somewhere and say, how can you react like this? Mm-hmm. You know, I think everyone's experiences and um, feelings are different, you know, but like for me, the thing that I'm most passionate about is people being able to make their choices. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly make those choices mm-hmm. for themselves. I don't have to agree with your choice. I think that that's sometimes where the line might be blurred. You know, even if I want to judge your choice, I'm going to do it in the privacy of my house. <laughs> my friends, I'm not going to come and judge you Probably. because the things that, like the choices I make that people don't agree with as well. And that's okay. Like, we're not, I, we don't all have to like, have the same lives or do the same things. You know, there's some things that somebody might do and they're like, oh, how can you? I've seen people that would like, um, real and I will be mean or be very judgmental and very and bully like women that are stay-at-home moms. Like, how can you? You know, and there's some other people that will bully women that are working. How can you? How can you not take care of your children? And that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. It doesn't help anyone. No one is growing because of it, you know. And I think that the most important thing is that people are safe and there are people that, you know, make them feel safe. And again, I think it's important that you end up with somebody I mean, this is for partnerships, you know. You end up with somebody that's on the same page as you. You cannot say that you're um, someone that does not believe in... Um, okay, maybe a woman that says she believes that she should pay 50-50 with her husband. And someone, a man that thinks that a woman should stay at home. Mm-hmm. Or that, yes, he thinks the woman is good, but he thinks he wants to do everything financially. And you can't... Like, no matter how many ideas you have, it's better just with someone that has the same ideals mm-hmm. and ideas as you mm-hmm. so like you have this it's just more cohesive and you're not fighting about stupid things because I'm tired of seeing fights about ridiculously unnecessary things mm-hmm. you know what I mean if I stand naming them I will <laughs> seriously fear but <laughs> I just feel like focus focus on the most important things mm. that's brilliant you, you know I feel like I've, I mean I, I imagine who the kind of person that you were but speaking to you now, I feel like you have a good head on your shoulders like I I wonder what you. you take in, what kind of books you read, what kind of people you hang out with. Like, I need to be disgrounded. I'm grounded, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you, you, you look very solid. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Is that intentional? Like you, they, yeah, I it's would like, like to if, think It's like you've so. done a lot of work on yourself. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot of it is definitely in it. It's like, it's follicle. But because I also, because no matter how confident someone is, if you're like someone that is very confident now, mm. you put her in a house of, people that are bidding on her every day telling her that oh you are nothing mm-hmm. you don't deserve good things mm-hmm. you know be by bit cheap away mm-hmm. at your person cheap away at your personhood just mm-hmm. you become less and less you know so I think again just not allowing myself being a place where things and people ch- I don't expose myself to just everybody so you have to be the kind of people you're around and the things they say to you and yes do you understand what I'm saying that's why even my daughter as a joke you can't be saying random things to my daughter as a joke I'm not and like I said there's nobody I cannot call out there's nobody I cannot <laughs> say no to do you understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying and I think even if they feel bad like I was I remember I was telling my mom something my mom said something to me and I went to meet her later I said do you know and she said it as it's not bad, but yeah, she said it like, I said, I said, you know, if I said some 
that to someone that was not as sure of herself, she might feel bad. She might go like, um, she might just feel like a little bad. Yeah. And when I said it, when she said it, she didn't think about it like that. But when I said it to her, she understood what I was saying. And I could tell that she felt bad. And then later, I said something and she said, oh, you've not forgiven me. I said, mommy, I was never mad. I just said it to you because I just want you to be mindful. Like if you say that next time, because I know your intention was not like that. And she says, um, and then, then she says, but I feel bad. I said, that's okay. <laughs> no, but it's okay to feel bad. Like feelings come and feelings go. I said, that's okay. And because you feel bad now, you know better. And it's the same thing with me. If you tell me something, even if in that moment I feel terrible, oh, I shouldn't have handled this like this. Now I learn. So next time I want to do something like that, I think, oh yeah, I probably shouldn't do that because mm. I remember how it made you feel. So if somebody feeling bad because of a correction you made, it's not a bad thing. Mm. It's life. It's part of learning. You know, and I think that, um, like I said, like my daughter, like if I want to tell her no, even though she might be sad in that moment, that's okay. Mm-hmm. She's sad, but she's going to learn from it. So it's the same thing. If you correct someone that says something, oh, don't say that to me. That's not comfortable. You are talking to your friend, ah, borrow Bobo Shiri. Ah, I'm just playing. That's not, it's not funny. Girl, let's talk about that. It's not funny. <laughs> Yo, so, so first of all, let me talk about, the, I feel like I already, I don't know how the relationship between you and your mom, I know it's great, but I feel like it's also some clarity between both of you. There's also some yeah. very personal relationship between both of you for you to be able to tell your mom that. Because you know, in this Africa, and this <laughs> where, to even talk about to your mama, even when your, <laughs> your mama did wrong, you will be sketching around it like, hmm, let mommy not come and change it for me. Yeah. Or, but I feel like your relationship with your mother is so secure and so it's so it's so personal that I mean you would go back to her and tell her stuff and she would apologize. Yeah. Her parents don't really apologize to us. And it just shows and, and I feel like you also replicate that with Deja as well because yes. at least I try to. It's gonna be very healthy. I think that I think that we don't give people a lot of grace. We don't give people a lot of grace because you know, my mom tells me every day that she learns from me. And that's because I'm not afraid to teach her. Just as she herself has, was not afraid to teach me when she knew more than me. Mm. You know, the things I know more than my mom and the things that she knows more than me. I'm mm. not, I think a lot of people are walking around afraid of how people are going to think about what they have to say. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I go and tell them now, I'm only so pretty me to you. You know, those kind of, sorry, I'm keep switching. Please speak more, Yoruba. I'm Like, if I go and tell somebody something, they'll say my own is too much. Mm. You know, even though you know that what you have to say is, good for them you know what I mean and um, the 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 problem with that is that nobody's learning and nobody's mm-hmm. growing you know like most of the things most of the things like and music the people that help me the most are people that criticize me I mean constructively right you know they're not saying it to make me feel bad they just mm-hmm. say oh me, how about I don't like the way you sang this one if mm-hmm. I run a song by you I don't really like this hook that helps me if you're telling me yes it's nice it's nice it's nice I'm not learning I'm not growing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I think that that's the way that I look at relationship with my with my mom, mm-hmm. you know. And I think because, again, because of maybe how they grew up, at first they might be a little defensive. When you first tell them, mom, this was... But, like, I think <clears throat> if you're consistent... Well, based on my... Because even my mom, mother-in-law, I, like, I'm really close to my mother-in-law. Um, there are things that... I will have a conversation with her sometimes that her son is not having with her. Because me, I mean, I'm strong. I'm big on, like, mm-hmm. talking, mm-hmm. like... And she knows, you understand? And she understands my personality as well. And I'm basically like a daughter to her as well. And I was, sometimes she would say something like, no, me, you me, you agree. Nobody could buy it. Sorry, I keep switching to you. Please do the euro for me. I'm like, oh, I don't agree. Assuming this is how mm-hmm. they are doing this. And she'd be like, well, that's actually true. 
Because I was willing to have that conversation mm-hmm. with her, as opposed to saying, mm, can you imagine what my mother-in-law said? Or can you imagine what my mother said? And I'm having the conversation behind them and nobody's learning. I'm just going around saying, look at what this person said. So that's why if somebody says something problematic to me, I will tell them right there, that's the problematic thing you say. You know me, I'm not confrontational. Like, and, 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 <laughs> bad, and it has its perks, right? But I'm the kind of person that if you do something to me, I will brood over it. I will <laughs> I will ruminate. But I feel like you... Like, if I was your friend, I know where not to cross because <laughs> Simi will give it to me. I see the hearts, right? Yes. <laughs> so, I, I know my friends that if I say something to, I know that I cannot, I'm not expecting feedback until maybe three business days after. But you look like you cut it there and you would just... Yes. And I think sometimes, that's why sometimes my friends don't come to me. Actually, maybe I should be testified. I should say that. We testify. Like, Sometimes my friends, until they are sh- until they really, really want... You know, usually when people ask for advice, they know what they want to do. Yes. But I think they don't really come to me until they really, really want that advice. Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you exactly what I think you need to hear. Are you, you not going to bother about their feelings? No, 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 no. That's not... I'm not... I'm going to be kind about it. I'm just going to be honest. Like, for example, if you're um, doing... Working with someone that is abusive to you emotionally, you know, and you don't like... First, like you... If you come and ask me, there's a way I'll say, well, I think that you need to say this thing to this person because maybe they're acting like this because they don't know that they're acting like that, you mm-hmm. know, instead of sitting down. So unless somebody wants to hear exactly the truth. No, I'm I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not inconsiderate of their feelings. Definitely right. not. I'm just very honest. I'm very straight. This is mm-hmm. how I think that you should do. Even if it's hard for you to hear, you know, and, but that's me. Okay. So unless you, if you don't want that version mm. of the truth, don't come to me. Right. Okay, I'm going to wrap up soon, but okay. um, I don't know how to craft this question. And, and it's because I've seen the kind of personality that you have. So it makes sense. So now your entire life and career makes sense to me, right? <laughs> but we're also in a space where, like, let me use myself for an example. Like, yeah. Feedback, I take it well, though. Yeah. But I feel like with if you constantly say something to me, I'm a such, I'm a, I don't know if I'm a shapeshifter, but I would adjust just so that some people can be comfortable. You look like you have been confident since you were two years old <laughs> and nothing is going to move you, right? What are the things that you do to keep that confidence? Because, you know, I don't know what's the word to use. It's like you are rigid, like you're secure in yourself. Yeah. And that type of security doesn't come from external is too internal yeah. right and for people like us in this space we need to be that to be able to even to be a creative in the first place you need to have that level of security internally so that even when people don't get sure your work you're yeah. still who you, you need to be right as an advice for myself and the people around us and our, our colleagues what are the things that you can do to maintain that a hundred because um, I, I I what's the word you really like it like I, I envy it actually thank you Um, I mean there are a couple of things I want to address from what you said but to the first thing that you asked me um, <clears throat> like you said it's internal there's I do words of affirmation with my daughter and one of the things I say is um, I am enough hmm. I'm enough and the days I went me is me that I need it mm-hmm. you know and like maybe if I want to go on stage and that day I just I'm feeling a little nervous mm-hmm. or intimidated and I just go and I say I'm enough I'm enough it doesn't mean you can't like be better, but as you are in the moment, you are enough. Like you don't 
it's not about you don't have to add to who you like are to to be good enough to be in spaces. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm not saying that your bad attitude is enough. But for <laughs> me, as I am like this, you know, my brown skin mm-hmm. with my smile, mm-hmm. the human being that I am, that I was made to be, I'm enough. And it does wonders for me as well. Excuse me. It does wonders for me as well when I'm saying that. So I know that like that's something that's, you know, you build constantly. It's not something that happens just because yeah, you, accidentally. You always says it's in it, but for some, for, for some of us, not be full of come. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, mom, the reason why I give that example is in that ex- in that moment, I'm not feeling as confident. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I have days where it comes to me very naturally, like, but other days I need some help. Right. But that help still has to come from inside. So you have to help yourself mm. work that. That's why I say I'm telling myself, oh, I'm enough. I can do another thing. I tell her, I say, I can do hard things. The fact that something is difficult does not mean that it's not possible. Mm-hmm. You know, you can try, you can try things. And again, if you notice certain patterns, like I think you're very self-aware because like the things you've said about yourself or you mm-hmm. think that, oh, sometimes you wish you just to make people come. Mm-hmm. When you notice that, even though sometimes it might not be, it might not come to you so naturally to not be that way. If you've noticed that maybe there's things you're doing constantly that is not serving you, maybe Try Tilt. and don't try and take two big steps because that might be too much and too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Maybe one step at a time. Maybe yeah, maybe normally it's halfway to say no to people. Mm-hmm. Say okay, maybe this week, every single time I want to say no, I'm gonna say no. Mm-hmm. No, it's so, hard to. I know. No, that's my point. And my sister, no hard though. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. It's hard, but like the best things are not easy. Yeah, you know what I mean. So even if okay for this on Tuesdays. Every single time I want to say no. No, I'm just stuff I see. Start small. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that nobody's going to beat you, mm-hmm. maybe it'll come easier to you. Okay. You no know Tuesdays. what I mean? Tomorrow not Tuesdays. No Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, no, yes. If I want to mm-hmm. say no, I'm not saying say no to everybody. Yeah. But if you feel like no is what you know you have to say, mm-hmm. then say no. Every single time somebody upsets me, mm-hmm. I'm not going to swallow it. I'm going to say something on Wednesdays. So take one, <clears throat> one step at a time. Mm-hmm. One step at a time. You know what I'm saying? So like the... It's like, you know, how they say habits form. Mm-hmm. If you do something for 21 days, yeah. in the world, it becomes a habit. So you actually have to start from somewhere, you know. And I mean, again, like you say, it's not, it doesn't come this, I mean, as easy for everyone. Mm-hmm. But like practice, the more, you, the more you do something, the more you know how to do that thing. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you, Simi. Yes. Before I let you go, um, if your life was a book, what would you title this, this chapter? This chapter, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have, I don't know what's word, but I, you know how like when something is shedding its skin, mm. you know? And it's not like the skin was bad to start with. It's just finding new parts of yourself. Evolving. And evolving. Mm. Yeah. Evolving is such a random word, so I'm not going to name my <laughs> evolving. It's been overused, but yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I get you. I get you. So, you know, on this podcast, they, they are, they're tired of me. Because I always talk about Jesus. But some people that come here like Jesus. So let's talk about Jesus. Like you're always in a Jesus girl, right? Yes. But um, I mean, you don't sing sing about Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, you obviously have I mean, a relationship with I've songs about Jesus. A while ago. I still ago. have a few gospel songs. Last year on my album, I had a oh, you gospel did? song. Yeah. What's your relationship like with I mean, I said at the beginning of this interview that my relationship with God is very organic. I think yeah. that for me, it's... I think... um. 
relationship, I'm sorry, religion is very personal. Yeah. Or your faith is very personal. Mm-hmm. I have like conversations with him, like one on one. When I'm mad, he knows. I don't have anything because like I feel like even if I'm not seeing it, I was like, I can't read my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if that things are like sometimes I've seen things in the Bible where I'm like, I don't know, that rubs me wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, we gotta talk about this. Yeah. This is what did you you know what I mean? So for me it's very personal and I like to I think the reason why my faith is unwavering because is because Jesus as the example, because Christianity is about Jesus, right? right? Jesus as he is, is the example. His life, everything about him mm-hmm. is amazing. Right. You know, and that's what I follow. Like, there's a lot of things I'm like, no, nah, I don't know about this. But like yeah. following him, because, you know, even there were even things in the law that he himself, he fought back against. Yes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There were mm-hmm. things that he said religious people were not doing, but he came and did it. So that's why I know that like God is not stiff. God is not yeah. like, it's not like a script, yeah. you know. Like if they say we're made in God's image, mm-hmm. then that means our personality Mm-hmm. is like him as well yeah. and so he feels things he's yeah. you know and that's the kind of thing that I connect to so yeah. that's my I think I think just even having a personal relationship with God and the Holy Spirit and, and that's why I think that the Holy Spirit is there it's just you know the Bible says a lot of things right yeah. but the Holy Spirit helps to convict us of the things that Jesus you know wants us to be and every time I talk, talk, talk to God I just feel like God probably has a sense of humor as well. I mean, yes. he has a personality. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, so if we, so when I'm talking to God, I'm really laughing like you, you did that. It's like, it's, <laughs> yes. it's so crazy. And I hate the fact that Nigeria or Nigerians are so religious as opposed to having a relationship with God. Yeah. Because if you did, it would be, it would be a little... It would be, 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 so, be such... You know, sometimes I'm always like, I'm sure God will look at all that. I don't know who mm, says this. To be all this, all this plenty of <laughs> yeah, Just be laughing. Then you say, who says 11 laughs? You never will be laughing like, ah, did I say you before this one now? It's just crazy. Like, I yeah. wish that people had a very yeah. personal relationship with God as opposed to yeah. him being a grand commander and them just yeah. worshipping somebody who's so far. And just shaking a wand up somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you have a very good relationship with him. Yeah, me too. Okay, I see where the confidence comes from. I'm sure when you probably talk to him, you're just like, Lord, I'm about to set her straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how this conversation will go where like, God? Yes, I'm like, for- yeah, if you don't want me to say this, just stop me now. Yeah, and it does actually. <laughs> Do you know sometimes I I, I want, I could just say something catch my tongue. I'm like, you knew that if it was before, <laughs> I would have. But now, okay, that's so you. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad. I like that, yes. Yeah. Chest to Jesus. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.